You are now listening to the Lawn Care Power Moves podcast with Mac and Steve. Welcome to the Lawn Care Power Moves podcast where we are mowing down barriers to excellence in the lawn care profession. I'm Cornell Mack. And I am Cedric Still. And today we have a guest interview. We are at the podcast summer 2023 and we have our first guest interview my man one of our biggest supporters mr chris horning of horning yard services how you doing today my man i'm doing pretty well excited to be here nice before we get too far lost in the weeds can you give us a little rundown about yourself and your business uh yeah i'm uh, from the ann arbor michigan area um i've had a lawn business now since uh 07 and uh it's just me and my oldest son uh, we keep in, we keep to the lawn maintenance end, mowing and like fall cleanups, hedge trimming, mulch. So yeah. no landscaping at all. So we found that just with a couple of guys, it's easiest just staying in that lane for right now, unless we want to grow yeah. and get a few more employees. How did you get started in the space? And when did you get started? <laughs> I got, well, started in. I should say officially 07 with a business name. In 06, I uh, started out just doing a few lawns um, because I was tired of getting laid off in the early 2000s with the recession. I had a, you know, fairly decent job, you know, um, money and benefits wise for about eight years. And then, um, but it was, the business was in the technology end of things with aerospace and automotive. And when there's a downturn in the economy, the aerospace and automotive research, they did, the company I worked for did real-time simulation computing and software for like the labs, the test labs. So when the economy took a turn, there wasn't a lot, they weren't doing a lot, so thus we weren't selling a lot, and it was a smaller company in Ann Arbor, so I was indefinitely laid off, which at the time I knew the indefinitely was probably forever. And... So I'd also been doing some pizza on weekends to help, you know, there's never extra money. It's just enough money to help your growing family. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that. So um, I bounced around a couple jobs that people like offered me, but one was one I didn't want to stay long term in. And the other okay. one was, yeah, so, but. Nice. Well, we're so going to get. On. We're going to get deep into uh, Chris's story. He's one of my favorite people and one of the first people who came up to us when we first started. But before we do that, we want to go ahead and thank today's sponsors. Have you ever thought about starting your own lawn and landscaping business, but not sure where to start? Look no further than LawnTrepreneurAcademy.com, an e-training website dedicated to helping you start and grow a successful lawn care business. Save more time and make way more money by learning exactly what it takes to grow your business to the next level. Invest in your future by first investing in yourself. Use promo code podcast to save 10% on all training programs today at LawnTrepreneurAcademy.com. Now back to the show. So, Chris, tell us how 2022 went for you. Uh, 2022 was um, went pretty well. Um, I haven't really checked all the exact final numbers, but I know we were we were a, at least the same as last year, and um, which was good because this last season I had two of my sons working with me, and uh, the younger of the two 
moved away to Utah, so okay. we were back. We were back down to two people, which we were for a number of years in the early going. So we just tried to maintain with just focus on mowing more than anything. Do you feel like going back down from three people to a two person crew? cause any like negative effect or do you feel like you might have been cleaning a few things up and work more efficiently? Yeah, I think it, you could say that we worked more efficiently and learned how to work work more efficiently. Um we picked up a few more lawn jobs. Okay. Um and so probably all in all we we didn't lose a lot for losing my son cuz we just streamlined things a little better. Okay. But the the one thing it did um, not allow was to do some of the bigger projects that okay. we may have took on, like bigger mulch jobs mm-hmm. or more cleanup jobs where you're like, yeah, this is really not going to be too profitable if we down to two instead of three. Mm-hmm. Right. Having that extra guy to help haul mulch and stuff, you know, it's like, it's going to, we just don't have enough hours in the week, you know? So yeah. then you're like, no doubt. So I, um, I'll, I like to ask this question because it resonates with me. It might be a selfish question, <laughs> but what was the job or the, was it a season? Was it a job where you were, you knew like, I'm going to do lawn care and landscaping. Like this is what I'm going to do for my career choice. This is, you know, what, what, what was there a specific job or was it a specific year where you made a lot of money? Like, what was it? What, what was that time? I guess the, probably the time was, probably about six or seven years ago um, when we took on when my, when we went to three of us, Mm -hmm. that's when I knew that um, we could really start making some money. And uh, if from like 2016 on, when you looked at our numbers, even though we weren't really marketing a lot, Mm -hmm. just having that third person getting more mowings in a week, we were like, annually increasing our gross um revenue by like 20 percent. so at that point i knew like okay because the first few years you're kind of maintaining you're kind of just little steps Mm -hmm. maybe also sometimes you know feel like one step forward two steps back or you know learning the whole business end with having the right like I think we talked about earlier, numbers, mm-hmm. you know, knowing your numbers. And when you don't have a business, going into it with business knowledge, business degree, you're kind of like, oops, I didn't account for enough to save away for more repairs, replacing equipment. And that was the biggest thing you learned in the first few years. Like, oh, I got to be charging a lot more. I can't charge like I was working for somebody. Or right. what they were giving me like $25 an hour, $30 an hour. I need to be making double that to afford all the other costs. See, that's what the thing with me is I really like to get to understand the psychology of the people. Like it seems like everyone that's in our industry has a very similar story, like a a mental awakening at some point Mm -hmm. where you realize like, Oh, I can do this. Like I'm, I'm a professional at this and I can do it well. And I can get paid well for it. And it like, it changes your whole, the high, your whole psychology around everything. So I really enjoy getting to hear people's stories and, you know, what, like, what motivates them and everything. So 
Like, what, what is it that motivates you? Is there a thing that, like, what is your why? Like, why does Chris Horning get up uh, every morning to go out and, and do what you do in your business? Well, I guess what started my the why is, um, like I said, we, I started, you know, losing job during the recession. And I just wanted that security, you know, knowing that I wasn't going to keep being, you know, being laid off mm. and it was out of my hands like taking control yeah taking control like even though <clears throat> after i was like bouncing around in jobs i was at a job for like eight months and but i was always like that um recession wheel i was always on the wrong or whatever in the wrong part of it yep and uh you know they're like oh you've been a great worker but our corporate office oh our corporate office said that um you know, we got to let somebody go and you're the new guy in, you've done a great job. It's not the personal. And I was like, that sucks. Mm, <laughs> and so, yeah. and then I like, I got to do something, you know, and back when I started this, I had a family, several kids. So it's mm. like, I can't keep bouncing around job to job, the unemployment line. I got to start building something that, you know, I have control of. Man, that's beautiful. It's like uh manifesting your own destiny. Yeah. That's what I, I that's like. That's the most powerful thing to me is you like you wake up, you wake up and you realize like I'm in control of my destiny. There's no more glass ceilings. It's, There's no boss. It's truly a gift and a curse, right? Because, you know, the gift is you now choose what your day is going to be like. You know, you have no requirement of being somewhere, but you have to make that decision of say. You know, I have to get up. I have to do something. I need to add this. I need to change this. Let's go and do this. And, you know, the, the curse part of that is if you don't have that in you, that's a that can be a trouble or, you know, hurdle. Yeah. If you don't have a good work ethic, a dedication, mm -hmm. like that is the hardest thing with owning your own business is go knowing like, oh, man, I'm just dead. I don't want to go out. And you know that, yeah, I can move this around, but. Depending on the weather that week, the next week, it's like, I'm going to get myself caught. So, you know, you really mm -hmm. got to push yourself to uh, to go out and do it and stick to it. I agree. And it's, it's there's no better feeling than like, well, I mean, we still got bosses. Yeah. I, I, my wife is still my boss. Right? <laughs> I, I picked up I picked up a new boss in the last year. So. Yeah. So we, we got to go out and, and make it happen um, or the boss will be mad. But it does feel good to not have like an employer who is telling you I have to do this or limiting what you can be like you, there's no limit when you get into your own business. Like, right. But when you're working for an employer, there's a limit. There's a threshold on what they can pay you uh, versus what you're worth or what they deem you to be worth. But when you get out into your own business, you once you know your worth, then everything becomes open to you. So um, I, so, like, one thing I, I think about and I want to ask you, Chris, is, like, when I relate back to myself, I think about my mental health when I left my job, right? Um, and, you know, you can check out Cornell's video on Mac Landscape and Lawn Care Channel uh, about how I quit my job making $83,000 a year. That's on YouTube, by the way. It is. A, yeah, on, on the YouTube channel. <laughs> Go like, subscribe, and leave a comment. <laughs> but... um you know, leaving my job, it was, it was, it was stressful at some points in time, 
where I found myself, I found myself um, in a place where deadlines were coming up and things on things that I wasn't quite comfortable with or situations where um, situations where I, I just weren't, wasn't comfortable with the, the applications, things like that I was using. But stepping into this role of being my own boss, controlling my own destiny, making my own decisions on how I wanted to go, it put a relief on me of like releasing all those tensions, all those worries about what someone else had control of over my life. And I was able to step back and take control. And for me, it was a huge mental relief with you, you know, having bouncing around from, you know, job to job because those people had control of your destiny. What was your mental health like when you actually took back over control of how you were going to go and how your life was going to be? Um, I gradually over, you know, the next few years of having my own business, just a confidence and, you know, a better self-worth or whatever feeling about yourself that, you know what, I can, I can do something, you know, big, you know, you know, running your own business is pretty cool thing to say. And, you know, there's a learning curve, but you know, you're, yeah. It can, it can bring pride back in your life, right? Yeah. Something that, you know, you never find yourself being, you know, lack of pride, but you may not be as prideful of what you're doing on a day to day. Right. And, you know, not that all jobs are bad working for other people, but more times than not, you can get beat down a lot by your, you know, supervisors, boss, you know, and even the best bosses, you know, and they, and at the bottom line, you're you're still a number to them, even though you know you kind of become friends with them. You know, it's like I found if things go bad and the business goes bad, you're you're gone. No matter yep. how deep a friendship you built with the people that you work with mm-hmm. and the bosses. So we can we'll transition here to uh the different type of equipment. What kind of equipment do you use? Like you're a scad guy, you a uh Toro guy? Um I started out my first commercial mower was a um Hustler Super Z, 66 inch. And then. Those are pretty um, cool. Yeah. I'm still running the uh, the one I bought, my first one, an mm. 08. So a little rusty, but, you know, keep it running, second engine. <laughs> you know, it's not the prettiest, but it still lays straight. Mm. So. And then um, um, I needed a second mower for my, when my oldest son started working with me, because we found that, you know what, him trimming and me mowing, somebody's standing around too much, usually the trim guy. And, you know, it's starting to do bigger yards. So I bought, we bought for him a Husqvarna MZ61, which is, you know, kind of middle of the road, high-end residential, mm-hmm. but it was better than him standing around. So we bought that. And then just four years ago, um, my new dealer sold Skag. So I wanted to try a stander and it also would fit on our trailer with all three. So I went with a B-Ride 2 mm. and... uh I went from sit down for eight or nine years, and now I love standing. So, so would you go back to sit down? Because I am, I will, I will never sit down on the mower. No, I, I'm not going back to sit down. Like every once in a while, I'll jump on my other son. My son that works with me drives that all the time, and sometimes you know you have to move it around, and I'm like, or mow a little bit with it, and I'm like, no, this is no good. It's like. Once I switch now to stand on, it's I feel so much better too. Mm. Today, I um I used the Toro Titan before 
so when I first started my business, I didn't even know about zero turns or anything. I didn't um, either. I rented, uh, watched the, the video and, uh, said you could rent them. So I went on, rented one and I went up, uh, and that's when I found out that there was a such thing as a stand on. <laughs> I rented that and I was using that. And then like two weeks later, I rented a sit down Toro Titan and I felt like Ray Lewis was just blowing, like, tackling me all day. When I got home, I was I was hurting so bad. I was like, I'll never, I'll never get a sit-down mower. So. Yeah, especially if you're doing, like, uh, what I call them is they're just real nice fields. But, you know, you get into some <laughs> bigger properties. They're, like, um, they're just rolly, bumpy. So you're trying to, you know, you never want to mow too fast, but you're just moving along. And then you just hit a bump. And they're supposed to be suspension seats, but if you hit a bad enough bump, it just jars you. Mm-hmm. And you Toss do, all over the place. You, yeah, and you do that for a few hours every day, sitting down, your back feels it. And no you, doubt. The next morning, you're like, oh, a little stiff. It's like you went through the battlefield of Normandy. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Bombs. Is that football? Right. Like- bombs are everywhere. I, yeah. I, I, per- like, I can't do it, man. I cannot do the, the sit-down um, thing. Those suspensions, like you said, are great, but you also you just can't see. Like I found that I just couldn't see on the left or the right of me. You can't turn around and look behind you. Like It's just so And just yeah. being able to jump off and pick something up. And yeah. we do a lot of hills. You guys do a lot of hills? Not so much. No, over, I mean, there's a few areas where it's a little hilly, rolly, but in Ann Arbor, in the Ann Arbor area, it's more or less pretty flat. Mm-hmm. I mean, most areas. So what's the, uh, what's the plans going in? We're here in 2023 now. What's, uh, some of your 2023 goals? Uh, biggest goal is just to, uh, pick up, pick up some more mowing. Maybe another day. Right now we're doing like three full days of mowing. Mm-hmm. Maybe, f- you know, get to four full days. But um, also to uh, get our route density, keep working on that. Mm-hmm. Over the last couple of years, we've knocked off some people that we had since the very beginning. But other people moved or left us in those areas. So we finally had to say, okay, this customer's been at like for 13 years. But they're just too far. They're too far yeah. outliers that you're like, even though the money was okay, it's not good enough. You know, so, when you start getting busier. So Cornell and I did our episode. Uh, gosh, I think it was episode three. I, we we got to get good on remember what episode it was. but That's going to be hard as these things keep coming it, out, bro. It, it is. The referencing back to the previous episodes are going to be the biggest thing. Right. But we did a previous episode of that's titled, Bruh, I'm Not Doing That Again. So what would you say that is the thing for 2023 that you've learned from last year, like, I'm not doing that again. I've learned my lesson, and we're making a change. We're not doing that no more. I, the biggest thing I've learned over the last couple of years is, like, not underpricing yourself. Okay. And uh, I've always been – I'm too easy or whatever you want to say. Not mm-hmm. hard enough, not tough enough. It's like, oh, I really should be. But, you know, I – should I be charging this much? And then you find out that, the you know, you we pick up a new customer because we're mowing a couple others right next to him. And they're like, oh, well, the guy that bailed on it, he was doing, you know, like 75 for the sacred yard. And I was saying 70. Now I'm feeling pretty good. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's just getting the getting the pricing down is a big thing is for and then keep improving upon that for this next season. How how have you felt? With increasing your price and understanding where you need to be at, 
how has that kind of made you feel or come to understand how things should be for you? Um, well, it's made me feel a whole lot better because, you know, you're realizing now, wow, I'm making what I need to make yeah. per hour or making a little better wage and starting to see that in like, you know, your numbers and everything. It's just like, wow. I biggest, biggest regret is not knowing my numbers well enough earlier and how much I try not to think about this. But in the first like four or five years, mm -hmm. how much, how many thousands of dollars I left out there, you know, yeah. like, like we talked about earlier, like not thinking of this thing, running it as like a full business, but just paying me a wage. Like I was employed mm -hmm. and you know, it's like, wow. Well, just, we've yeah. been, we've been taught uh, by our schooling system and by society that that's what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You go to school to learn how to be a worker. You don't go to school to learn how to be a business owner or entrepreneur. And so when we, when I got into this, that was like, and it's happening now. Like as we currently sit here speaking today, I'm having different mental awakenings on, Oh, you, you mean this was possible? Like you mean uh, that was possible? Like 20 years ago, people were doing the same thing that they're doing now, but now it's the information is out there for all of us to be able to use. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that has, uh, has helped me just in, in lawn care, um, <laughs> in general is just, um, is, is learning that, you know, just learning that. We'll be right back. Here's another one from today's show sponsor. New program alert. The How to Get New Lawn Care Customers training program is now available. If you guys have ever struggled at acquiring new customers or are looking to grow your lawn care business, then this new program might just be for you. Looking to learn the best tactics to develop a successful postcard marketing campaign? We got you covered. Have you ever wondered how to use social media to exponentially grow your business and dominate the competition? We got that too. Whether you're just getting started in business or you're a seasoned vet, there's something for everyone in this new program available now exclusively at laundrepreneuracademy.com you know we like to ask this question to everyone that comes on chris and that question is what is some advice you would give to someone who is new in business or someone who's sitting on the fence and they're thinking about getting into business what is a good piece of advice you can give them it always comes back is like you you really need to know your numbers and um and and not look at this as you're employed, but that you're working for yourself, you're building a business, you like need to be responsible for those areas that your employer takes care of. And, you know, he's bringing an income to, you know, not that we have physical buildings all the time, but you got to have that extra money set aside, like whatever the exact number is for you, like 10 or 15% of what you're making for like repairs and new pro you know new products new mowers because i found out the hard way and i didn't do that in the first few years and i had inherited some money from my dad passing that bought some of this equipment and then you know three four years later you got to replace string trimmers you got to replace a mower possibly or add a mower and it's like I've just used it all for the family and your living and just like there's nothing left so to me, that's a big thing. You got to think about that and not just r rush into just doing the work day in and day out. Well, that's going to be today's episode for our first live interview here at the Podcast Summit. 
Sponsored by Kohler and hosted by Almond Landscaping. We're here in this beautiful building. You all should see it. If you haven't, jump on YouTube, jump on Instagram Live. You can follow Caleb at Almond Landscaping LLC. No, I might make it up. Go find Caleb on Instagram and on YouTube. You all can find it. And if you're not, uh, go follow him and follow Britt. But we definitely want to thank you all for tuning in today's show of the Lawn Care Power Moose podcast. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you would, take a moment, leave us a five-star review, let us know how we're doing, let us know where you're listening from and what you've gained from the podcast so far. Then share the podcast with a friend or two. It helps the podcast grow and it goes a long way in getting us where we want to go and continue to bring the content to you. If you really enjoyed what you heard, join us live Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern for the Lawn Care Power Move Show on Instagram. You can follow each of us on Instagram at Mac underscore landscaping 412 and at Still Cuts the Best. Last but not least, go subscribe to the Mac Landscaping and Lawn Care YouTube channel. And to close this out, Cornell, hit the people with another power move. You got to take control of your life, man. We just heard it here from Chris. He was bouncing around from job to job, and he decided to get the glass ceilings out of his life and take control of his own life and his own destiny. So you got to manifest your own destiny here. And the only way to do that is to take control of you and your life, how you think and where do you want to go. How can you follow your dreams? The only way to do that, take control of your life. We love you. We appreciate you. We wish you nothing but success. And we're out. Peace. I'ma put it down, hold it down, tilt my crown, hit a bass, let it pound, dog. I don't play around, dog. Run it up, run it up, run it up. All of these blessings, I pray them up. Falling like showers, they flooding up. I'm on the up and up, rising your sinners up, Lord. Blessing, I'm favored up. I need it all, ain't no giving up. City is dying, let's raise it up. Raise up the stakes, raise up our kids, raise the community up and get lit. It's not what you promised, but how you did. It's where you at, put that on my wife, put that on my kids. It is what it is, the life that I chose. Take a chance on my own without the grace of my love. That's not the route I should go. I went from losing it all and being dead ass broke to putting trust. In my face and giving all in these songs. Just take a look at your life and wonder, could it be worse? We in the midst of a war. These casualties can't rehearse. Before you head to that hearse, make sure you giving your all. Anybody got a problem with the move? You be making keep it moving and just brush your mouth. Cause we're.